0: Boston Bruins postgame podcast time here at WEEI.com. We are presented by AT&T. Ken Laird to DJ Bean. Downright ugly tonight in Columbus, but the Bruins prevail in overtime 2-1, to one, thanks to Louis Erickson. DJ Louis is uh, very much on the mind right now. Goals in four straight. He gets his 20th tonight. It's a game winner. And before the game, Darren Drager saying, quote, I'm told the preference from the Bruins is to sign Louie team would prefer three to four years. He could get six as a UFA at the end of the season, end quote. Do you take that uh, report to mean, hey, it's actually likely they might get this thing uh, locked up in the next couple weeks?
1: Well, it means that they're trying to be creative. We we talked before about, you know, if you're trying to be good these next couple years, if you're trying to do what teams like the Red Wings have done, then you sign Louie for high dollars on... uh, on shorter years because you're going to be trying to implement these young guys anyway. So it's not like you're going to be going out and trying to be big spenders. So it makes sense that they would want to do that. I don't know if they'll, they'll be able to, um, as, as we've discussed, uh, this might be Louis' last kind of push for a big contract. And the track record is there that he's got a hell of an agent, JP Barry, who, um, who doesn't often get taken advantage of, as you can see with uh, the money that Carl Soderberg's making in Colorado. So uh, I would say that at least from what Drager is reporting, though, that maybe uh, the sides are in better contact than when we last left off.
0: And, of course, that could be posturing, too. I mean, there's a lot of that going on here in the last uh, week and a half until the trade deadline. But it is interesting. You look at their place in the standings, DJ, and, you know, we've, we've covered all angles of this for weeks. But here they sit, and they're back in sole possession of second in the Atlantic, as we've often pointed out, a bad division. But still, I mean, there are some cases, including Tampa, where they're going to ride out Stephen Stamkos, that sometimes it's, it's worth it just to keep the player. And even if you don't sign him long-term, uh, take a little short-term success
1: yeah I mean I still don't get the sense that they would uh hold on to him if if they thought he was as good as gone. I think that if they they thought that their the chances are slim that they can retain him that they'll move him and try to figure something else out but uh I mean we'll see the clock is ticking certainly it's we've got what twelve days now until uh until the deadline, as of when people will be listening to this.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, right, and you know what? What could they get for them in a trade? They're not going to get a first round pick, right? Not that a second rounder is insignificant or a, a young player, but uh,
1: well, uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw the the LeBron report last week that said um, uh, teams aren't going to pay first round picks for rentals anymore. That right. you're looking at teams are going to. It's going to be something more like a third round pick instead of the second round picks that gets thrown around all the time then in that case, then screw it. Keep Louis Erickson and, and ride it out. Uh, a second-round pick is by no means a guaranteed uh, prospect or anything like that. You know, it's a second-round pick can just be, uh, I mean, hell, if Tommy Cross is a second-round pick, and I mean, he's, he's worked his way to get to the NHL at points this season, but what I'm saying, basically, is outside of the top ten, no draft pick is the surefire thing. So if all you're going to get is a second-round pick for Louis Erickson, then screw it. You're going, to take, you're going to hold on to him and take your chances in the East.
0: They got Bergeron back in the lineup tonight after missing two and a long absence for Adam McQuaid, who looked a little shaky at times, but then again, you know the, the entire team was a little... You know, it was just a, uh, kind of an awkward game, wasn't it? Columbus is not good, but uh, they actually controlled stretches of this one.
1: Yeah, they did. Um, and when those two teams come out for the third period, you think, okay, is this where the Bruins kind of say, all right, kind of put these guys away. <laughs> and that, that doesn't really happen. Uh, so, I mean, again, it can speak to, to where the, the Bruins are, despite what the standings might say. But also, you know, good for Columbus. They, they decided or they saw the opportunity that they could control this game at points, and that they did. It would have been a horrifying loss if uh, – if, if these guys were to have fallen tonight, bad enough that it took uh, that it took extra time to do it. But, yeah, that, that would not have been a good look if they didn't survive this one.
0: Confidence builder for Tuka Rask. Maybe he didn't need to build his confidence, but uh, yeah. not entirely his fault. He got pulled in two of the last three games, but um, he was excellent tonight and stopped four breakaways by my count.
1: Yeah. Uh- Sensational, really, and I mean, the power play has has certainly dropped off for the Bruins to the point now where it's giving up short-handed breakaways like they like it uh, did tonight. So uh, yeah, Rask had to be huge for them. The fact that he stayed in that game ended up really being what decided the game, right? Because if Gustafson is in there, then the uh, maybe the Bruins are playing a little tighter in front of him. But if been in there, he's letting in some of those breakaways. So. Rask was, was key. I mean, the injury scare was obviously a bit frightening, but the fact that he stays in is the reason why they win this game.
0: And They got down one to nothing on a penalty shot. Did, did you like the call? Zdeno Chara was the couple of whacks on Wenberg, who was a problem tonight.
1: I thought it was that was awfully close to being a partial breakaway, so I didn't I didn't love the uh, the, the call, but. I can
0: see both sides of it. You know, it's funny to see, you know, it's uh, funny. I mean, Chara's had some moments this year that have not been pleasant. And uh, then again, on the other side for the game winner, Seth Jones, who's uh, widely regarded as an excellent defenseman, somehow just lost his mind and uh, let Erickson get yeah. wide, wide open.
1: Yeah, so, <laughs> I mean, I guess you're seeing that uh, these guys are not uh, without their faults. Certainly, Chara has had a much uglier stretch of late than than you'd like, and maybe if, if they were potentially thinking of blowing it up, maybe that uh, that uh, hurts their attempts at doing that because maybe if the teams got their eyes on him and they're seeing some of the struggles of late, they say eh, maybe, uh, maybe we'll pass, but uh, yeah, I, I still can't believe that Seth Jones is even in a, a blue jacket uniform. I'm, I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that that trade happened as ballsy as it was for both teams, so but yeah, I uh, mean <laughs> The uh, name of the game tonight ended up being focused because I mean, you heard the telecast all the talk about how both teams are really uh, cluing in on the, the little things and uh, falling asleep at the wheel for Seth Jones there ends up being
0: a game changer. One last one. Uh, they had sent Colin Miller back to the AHL to Providence before the game. Um, I get the sense here that if they, everybody stays healthy and this team's in the race, we may not see him again this year. Do you think that's a, a problem for his development, or is that actually better than coming I up here? And,
1: yeah, I, I don't like that. And I, I, I should hope if I'm the Bruins that, that he'll be back at some point. Um, but, yeah, for me uh, – I look at Dougie Hamilton in 2013. They they sat him down the stretch in the playoffs. Dougie Hamilton didn't play in that cup run um, as a rookie, so it's it's not unprecedented for the Bruins to sit one of these younger guys they're trying to bring along on the fly. But I just don't think the guys that are in the lineup are that much better than Colin Miller. That you, that like it might have been when Dougie Hamilton was a rookie. So I. I think you've got to give these kids the keys at some point, and uh, getting them playoff experience, getting them experience in big games is part of developing players. So I understand that because he's the, um, he's the only one that uh, can go down without requiring waivers, that's why they set him down, but I don't think it makes it an easier pill to swallow.
0: Talk to you after the uh, Nashville game Thursday.
1: Awesome.
0: Looking forward to it. All right. DJ Bean at the Big Bad Blog at WEI.com. Check out his fine work. I'm Ken Laird. We're brought to you by AT&T. This is another Ruins postgame podcast.